Welcome to another inspiring message from Pastor David Hall, Senior Pastor of LifePoint Church. For more information, visit our website on www.davidhall.com.au. I want to I share for, for just a few moments tonight, um, and I, I don't want to get too preachy, and I want to move through this quite quickly and, and let God... Have, I mean, God can do whatever he wants. He's not subject to me letting him. But I want to make room for whatever the Lord wants to do. But I want to share maybe just a little bit of insight into who the Holy Spirit is, what the Holy Spirit does, and, and how he moves. And, and I, I, I really do believe it's important to truly honor the Holy Spirit. We've got to know his function. We've got to know how he operates. And I guess I've got a, a lot of points, but they're not points that need explanation. I just want to go through and share a few thoughts and just help us to know and honor the Holy Spirit in a more intimate way. Because I think we, we hear a lot of Christ-centered messages, a lot of messages centered around the Lordship of God and Christ and how the Father in Heaven works. But often, I, I do think we... we believe the Holy Spirit really is just the power of God, which is a, is a wonderful uh, idea to know that He moves in power and brings the power and executes the plans of God. But the Holy Spirit is God. He's not just the power of God. He's, he's the Holy Spirit. is God. And so I, I guess I wanted to just open up with a, a couple of thoughts. I'm going to start with uh, what life would be like without the Holy Ghost for a Christian. And then I want to talk about maybe some things you didn't know about the Holy Spirit. And then let's just let the Holy Spirit move and do whatever He likes. I I feel excited about what I'm sharing tonight. And and this is all new. It's just my own personal devotion and revelation and just some things that are in my heart. And and I, I want to be a church in Adelaide that's known for the power and the presence of God. I really do believe what's been happening in these Wednesday night meetings is just heavy lifting. I felt a, a deepening of the wells of who this church is because of the time we've spent doing this. So I, I don't consider this a, a, a small part of our church. I consider it so important that there are people pressing in and touching God and standing in the gap. There's great power in what God wants to do. But I want to speak for just a few moments on what life would be like for a believer without the Holy Spirit. The first, the first one, of course, is number one, you wouldn't know God. You wouldn't know God. The Bible says in, in Romans 8, chapter 16... It tells us the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And, uh, and we're joint heirs with Him. And if, if we didn't have the Holy Spirit, we would never be able to know God. He really is the, the, he, he is the one that connects us with the finished work of Jesus on Calvary. I mean, there, there, would, there would be a disconnect between us and God the Father and God the Son without the Holy Spirit. The blood of Jesus made a way, but it's the Holy Spirit that pulls it all together and does the regenerating work in our life of grace. He executes the grace of God on the inside of our spirit. And that 
that's that's why we've got to have the Holy Spirit. When when you when you hear me say thank God for the Holy Ghost, I'm not taken away from Jesus. I'm not taken away from God the Father. I'm simply saying, man, if it hadn't been for the Holy Ghost, I never would have known or tasted or seen any of these beautiful gifts from heaven because it's the Holy Spirit that drew us to salvation in the first place. The Bible says you cannot say Lord, Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. I'm, I'm getting happy. I hope that's okay. And so we wouldn't know God. Another, 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 I guess, picture of what life would be like without the Holy Spirit is, number two, we wouldn't know the truth. We wouldn't know truth because John 14, 26 tells us the Holy Spirit teaches us all things. 1 John 5, 6 says the Holy Spirit is truth. John 16, 13 says he will guide you into all truth. And so without the Holy Spirit, we would be, we would be walking in deception. We would be, there would be no absolute truth. It would be relative truth. And, and we would be from here, there, and everywhere. The Spirit of God should never make a Christian confused or, 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 or lose their way. If, if some people are getting in touch with the anointing and becoming less, uh, uh, I guess, strong in their conviction of the Word and, and, and the truth of God, maybe they're coming in contact with something that isn't spirit. It might be more just emotionalism because when you connect with the Spirit of God, yes, there's manifestation. Yes, there's power. Yes, the river of God flows, but, but the Word of God becomes even more of a strength because the Spirit of God pushes in the right direction. I'm a big believer that it's not Word or Spirit. You're not a Word person or a Spirit person. We're Word and Spirit people. If we've just got the Spirit without the Word, we will blow up. If we've just got the Word without the Spirit, we'll dry up. But if we've got the Word and the Spirit, we grow up, we fire up, and we see God do something great in our life. We've got to have, we've got to have both anchored in both. And uh, another, another, I guess, picture of what life would be like without the Holy Spirit. Number three, you can't pray with power. How can we pray with power without the Holy Ghost on the inside of us? Romans, Rome, I know I'm fired up tonight, but I'm passionate about this on a Wednesday night in winter in Bridgehaven. Romans 8.26 says this, Likewise, the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. The power of Rusheke Brandai, praying in the Spirit of God. We pray with power. Jude 20, build yourself up in your most holy faith. How? By praying in the Holy Ghost. So praying with power. I don't know about you, Pastor George. I feel like you agree with me. But I tell you, when, we, when you start praying in your heavenly language, man, when you start praying in the Holy Ghost, but I tell you, I, 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 I think... I think one of the great disservices the Pentecostal church does in, in the world today is get ashamed of the gifts and get ashamed of the moving of the Spirit. And, and so baptism in the Spirit happens on a Monday night, never on Sunday. I tell you, we've got to get Holy Ghost power in our Sunday. I mean, what hope do we have on Monday if there's no power on Sunday, man? You know, anyway, and number, number four, what would, what would it look like without the Holy Spirit in our life? You couldn't live a faith-filled life. We couldn't live a faith-filled life. I said we walk by faith and not by sight. On Sunday, we preached that and shared that. But how do you walk by faith? It's a, the Spirit of God releases faith through the Word of God. And something happens. It's, a, it's the divine chemistry of heaven when we get in the Word of God and get led by the Holy Ghost and, and stirred up. And, and our faith in God is stirred up through a quickened, work by, a quickened Word 
by the Spirit of God helps us walk by faith. Another thing that happens if, if, you, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you can't have an unshakable Christian experience. Paul talks about in Ephesians 3, 16, you being strengthened with mighty power in the inner man. I, I really do believe that as the body of Christ, we've got to have some strength in our inner man, some, uh, some strength in our spirit, the steel of the spirit of God. So when the enemy comes against us, we, I remember as a young guy, I remember laughing as a kid because I thought my dad was weird. One thing I remember doing is I was with him in India and he, he, he prayed for this kid with a, with, that was deaf in both ears. And he goes up to this kid and he said, he said you deaf spirit. This is what he said. I thought it was so weird at the time. He said, I come to you right now and you know who I am. He said, I come to you, you know who I am. In the name of Jesus, deaf spirit, go. I'm thinking, oh, dad, you're so weird. Why are you so? The next minute, the kid heard, never heard in his life. But I, te- I tell you something, dad knew who he was. I tried it the next day in India, it didn't work, but still I had to go. The demon's like, no, I don't know you. Tim, I know, but Dave, not so much. But, but, the, but the truth is, there's something about having steel in your spirit. And when the, when the enemy, can I tell you, once you've been filled with the spirit, you, we can have trouble, we can have trials, but there is an unshakable steel in our spirit. Come hell or high water, we're going forward. We're being strong in the goodness of Jesus Christ. So another thing that happens, number six, this is my final thought for this part of my message. If, if, you, if you are living life without the Holy Spirit, you'll never see the power of God working. Acts 1 and 8, you shall receive power. Working in your life, the power of God. I want to see the power of God. I want a church that believes in the move of the Spirit and believes in the touch of God, that believes in the anointing, that believes... Can I tell you, I, I, have, I have had a God encounter the last couple of weeks, just Monday night, not, not just the one gone, the one before... In America, in a service, Benny Hinn ministering, 500 people, 400 people, I don't know, room not really any different in size to this. And he just started moving around the room. And I try to explain it Sunday, but I don't think everyone gets it when I say it, but I'll try it again. He just said, in this section, he said, everyone stand, lift your hands. And he just said, take it. And as he said, take it, I felt the fire of God. I'm telling you, I know the anointing. I'm not... I'm not one to just pretend or no. I was sitting over on the side. There was like some guest pastors. So we got to sit over there. He's praying over here. And I said, my friend and I, he said, join hands. My friend and I are trying to hold each other up because we're on folding chairs. We didn't want to make a fool of us. We didn't want to get injured. I didn't have insurance on this trip. I'd forgotten to get it. So I wasn't willing to risk it. But I can tell you something. It was tangible. And I, I want a church that's comfortable with, with, with a tangible anointing. And, and, and I want a church that has such a tangible anointing that some people get uncomfortable, you know, and, and, and come into repentance and the grace of God. And, and anyway, God, we've got to have that. We've got to imagine Christianity without the Holy Ghost. How would you speak in tongues? It'd be very difficult. How would you sense the presence of God? There's no Holy Ghost, no presence. Some people don't want the Holy Spirit. They want all the benefits that come with the Holy Spirit, but they deny the power of the Spirit. You've got to make room. I say, God, I thank you for the Holy Spirit. Let me, let me shift this around. I'll move quick. Here's four things you may not know about the Holy Ghost. These are some things. I think sometimes we think of the Holy Spirit in one context and we don't realize the veracity, the vastness of what he actually does. One thing the Holy Spirit does, number one, he creates. The Bible says, Genesis 1 and 2, the earth was without form and void, 
darkness was on the face of the deep and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. The NIV says the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. What was he doing? Waiting for one word from God. That's why the Spirit of God always moves when the Word of God is spoken. That's why signs and wonders follow the preaching of the Word. The Word activates the moving of the Spirit. The Spirit of God's here, but often waiting for the preached Word, uh, the, the spoken Word from God brings direction, and, and the Holy Spirit starts operating in an atmosphere, but the Holy Spirit creates. It was the Holy Spirit that made goannas and dingoes and flowers and trees and whatever else can come to your mind because I'm drawing some very limited options here. But, but I can tell you right now, it's the Spirit of God that did it. He executed the will of God in heaven. God spoke a word, the Holy Ghost made it happen. You think of the creative power the Spirit of God has. We need the Holy Spirit in our church. We'll get creative ideas as to how to win our city for Jesus. Fresh ideas. We don't, we don't need to look to the world for ideas. We've got the, the most creative being person that has ever been. And that's the Spirit of God, man. Oh, bless Jesus. Merry Christmas. I want to I have a look at this. Second thing he does is he regenerates. I, I shared that really already. The Holy Spirit is the one that the Bible says in Ezekiel 36. He says, I'll put a new heart in you and a new spirit in you. I'll remove from you your heart of stone. Put in a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. In other words, it's the Spirit of God who does the saving work of Christ on the inside of you. You have to, you have, to uh, have faith in the finished work of Christ on the cross, but it's the Holy Spirit who unlocks the victory of Calvary in your life on behalf of Jesus. Another thing that the Holy Spirit does, you might not know this, the Holy Spirit authors. It's the greatest author. He wrote the best-selling book. He wrote the Bible. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 3.16, all Scripture is God-breathed. I know we can share about the Holy Spirit on nights like this and just come up with a thought. I just really felt God tell me to just unpack some of these things that God's been speaking to me. But he authors, the Holy Spirit authors. The Bible says all Scripture is given by the inspiration of God. It actually means all Scripture is expired. That means Scripture is breathed out. When we read the Bible, we are written a, a reading a, writ, a written reservoir of the breath of God for lack of poetic words, but we hold in our hands the written breath of God in our life. The same breath that breathed into man, that caused life to come into man, is the same. God breathed this Bible. So when we read this, we're reading the word of the Spirit of God. Man, we've got to read our Bible. It's the breath of God to our soul. I've read the Bible plenty of times, Pastor George, and what was said on the pages had no impact in my mind. I, I, it, it does, but I'm saying that I could sense at that moment, but I can tell you, I left that moment like I'd had a God encounter and washed my soul. I couldn't tell you what I read that day, but I can tell you, it's still, no matter what you read in the Word, it washes your soul because it's always the breath of God. Whether, whether it's a genealogy, whether it's something you don't fully grasp, don't underestimate the power of spending time in the Bible because you're reading the breath of heaven. That's, that's some good stuff, hey? That'll, that'll bless you. Another thing the Holy Spirit does is he resurrects. He's the one that raised Jesus from the dead. It says in Romans 8, 11, that the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. It's the spirit of God who is the agent transferring the eternal life of God to us. I have a bit of a list of things the Holy Spirit does. I'll read them 
real quick and then we'll be done. Number one, the Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin, righteousness and judgment, John 16, 8. Number two, the Holy Spirit guides us into all truth, John 16, 13. Number three, the Holy Spirit regenerates us, John 3, 5 and 8, Titus 3, 5. Number four, the Spirit glorifies and testifies of Christ, John 15, 26. Number five, the Spirit reveals Christ to us, John 16, 14, 15. Number six, the Spirit leads us, Romans 8, 14, Galatians 5, 18, Matthew 4, 1, Luke 4, 1. The Spirit sanctifies us, 2 Thessalonians 2, 13, 1 Peter 1, 2, Romans 5, 16, 8. The Spirit empowers us, Acts 1 and 8, Luke 24, 49. The Holy Spirit fills us, number 9, Ephesians 5, 18, Acts 2, 4, 4, 8. The Spirit, number 10, teaches us how to pray, Romans 8, 26. To 27, Jude 20. Number 11, the Holy Spirit bears witness in us that we're children of God, Romans 8, 16. 12, the Holy Spirit produces fruit or evidence of his work and presence, Galatians 5. Number 13, the Holy Spirit distributes spiritual gifts and the manifestations of his presence to and through the body, 1 Corinthians 12, 1, 4, 8 and 10, Hebrews 2 and 4. Number 14, the Holy Spirit anoints us for ministry. Is this okay? Are you happy with the list? Anoints us for ministry. Luke 4, 18, Acts 10, 38. Number 15, the Holy Spirit washes and renews us. Titus 3, 5. Number 16, the Spirit brings unity and oneness to the body. Ephesians 4, 13. 17, the Holy Spirit is our guarantee and deposit of the future resurrection. 1 Corinthians 1.22, 2 Corinthians 5.5, 5, 8, 18, the Holy Spirit seals us into the day of redemption. Ephesians 1.13, 4 and verse 30. Number 19, the Holy Spirit sets us free from the law of sin and death. Romans 8.2. Number 20, the Holy Spirit quickens our mortal bodies. Romans 8.11, 21. The Spirit reveals the deep things of God to us, 1 Corinthians 2.10. The Spirit reveals what we've been given to us from God, 1 Corinthians 2.12. The Spirit dwells in us, Romans 8, 9 and 1. Number 24, the Spirit speaks to, in and through us. Number 25, the Spirit is the agent by which we are baptized into the body of Christ, 1 Corinthians 12.13. Number 26, the Spirit brings liberty. 2 Corinthians 3.17. Number 27, the Spirit transforms us into the image of Christ. Number 28, the Spirit cries in our hearts, Abba, Father, Galatians 4.6. 29, the Spirit enables us to wait, Galatians 5.5. Number 30, the Spirit supplies us with Christ, Philippians 1.19. I've only got a few more left. Is that okay? I hope it is, because I just feel like this builds our faith. It just helps us understand. Even if some of it misses our mind, we can give it to you on CD or something like that. We can get it from a podcast. We can get this in our spirit. But where are we up to? The spirit, uh, number 31, grants everlasting life. Galatians 6, 8, 32. The Spirit gives us access to God the Father, Ephesians 2.18. Number 33, the Spirit makes us God's habitation, Ephesians 2. 22, 34, the Spirit reveals the mystery of God to us, Ephesians 3, 5. 35, the Spirit strengthens our spirits, Ephesians 3, 16. The Spirit enables us to obey truth, 1 Peter 1, 22. The Spirit enables us to know Jesus, that Jesus abides in us, 1 John 3, 24 and 4, 13. Number 38, the Spirit confesses that Christ came in the flesh, 1 John 4, 2. 39, Spirit says, come Lord Jesus, along with the bride, Revelation twenty two seventeen. Number 40, the Spirit dispenses God's love into our heart, Romans 5, 5. 
Spirit bears witness to truth in our conscience, Romans 9, 1. The Spirit teaches us, John 14, 26. The Spirit gives us joy, 1 Thessalonians 1, 6. The Spirit enables us to preach the gospel, 1 Peter 1, 12. The Spirit moves us, 1 Peter 1, 21. The Spirit knows the things of God, 1 Corinthians 2, 11. The Spirit casts out demons, Matthew 12, 28. The Spirit brings things to our remembrance, John 14, 26. The Spirit conforms us, Acts 9, 31. And finally, the Spirit makes some overseers in the church and sends some out for the work of church planting through the body, Acts 20, 28 and 13, 12. If the Holy Spirit does all of those things, I know that's a comprehensive list. There you go. You don't have to study the Holy Spirit in Bible school. Now we've covered everything. We haven't even scratched the surface. We can talk about His gifts. We can talk about His manifestations. We can talk about His power. But as a church, this is why we need the Holy Ghost in our church. Because he does all of those things. I don't want to make you feel bad. When we sense Jesus, all that is is the Holy Spirit revealing him. He's seated at the right hand of God in heaven. And so the Spirit of God is our connection with God in heaven. And I don't know about you, but let's be a Holy Spirit church. Let's believe for the supernatural. Let's believe for the grace of God working in our heart and working in our life. In the name of Jesus.